0: Inside sources, inside sources, inside sources, where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, as we march our way towards the midterms, 14 days to go, and as always, we can't just look at the target, you got to look at what's on the other side. And sadly, once the election day happens, when we all get up on the Wednesday after the election, we will be entering a lame duck session of con- con- Congress. And the federal deficit's about to get a major boost uh, by, by many of those representatives who will be on their way out of office. And so as we look at that, the short weeks between the midterm and uh, when we get to January and the new Congress gets sworn in, There will be a mega amount of spending and dollars on the table that will all impact deficits and debt. Uh, And to help us really take a sharp look at that, because we can't just look at the target of the election. Uh, We've got to look at what comes next. Uh, Romina is the Director of Budget and Entitlement Policy at the Cato Institute, uh, and always gives us great insight into what is coming when it comes to spending. Uh, And uh, Romina, thanks for joining us. And uh, you have a great piece talking about the Lame Duck Congress threatens to drive up spending and deficits even more.
1: Yes, thank you so much for, for having me. I am not excited at all about this lame duck Congress, and I wish we could just not have it because I think it's just a terrible idea to allow lawmakers to punt on important legislative decisions until after an election has happened, and especially with a number of members who will likely be leaving Congress at that time to then cast votes that uh their constituents will not be able to hold them accountable for for at least another 2 years.
0: Yeah, and as you uh, look at that so so two parts to that. One uh is pretty clear and spelled out that Congress is supposed to get their work done before September 30th uh, when the fiscal year starts. They often punt that uh, obviously in election year so not being accountable. Uh, And now we end up in December. Do you think in December we're going to see all the big spend or do we see another continuing resolution and uh, punt it a little further?
1: Yeah. So at this point, and I'm normally not one to tell Congress not to do its job, but they had a job to do, as you said, by September 30th. And now we're just looking at a potentially massive package in new spending and deficits. The numbers are very bad. If uh, Congress enacted all of the bills that they have punted to the end of the year, we're looking at more than a half a trillion in additional deficits. And this in this economy with, these high, with this high inflation would certainly not help. Um, over 10 years, that would amount to $4.5 trillion in additional deficits. Uh, but even just that first year cost of about a half a trillion would amount to roughly $4,500 for every taxpaying American household which is not jump change. So I I hope that they don't move forward with this during the lame duck, but I'm not going to hold my breath. The current deadline is December 16th. There's some chance that they might push that up until Christmas because that's one way they can um, increase pressure even more. Because if there's one thing that legislators uh, like more, um, then, you know, passing bad spending bills (laughs) is uh, being able to go home for Christmas. So that's usually a a good way to get members to vote for stuff while everyone else is busy preparing turkeys and roast beefs and getting ready for family to come home. Uh, We have seen Congress uh, pass these terrible bills um, uh, behind closed doors, if you will, because nobody's watching.
0: Yeah, and uh, having lived lived that a few times, uh, it it is a horrible thing to watch uh, that you... Do and, and I think you're right I think they will punt it to right before Christmas and they'll do the the big shutdown showdown and no oh, we can't shut down the government now and you know push grandma off the cliff right before Christmas uh, and they'll do all of that and then they'll have this bill uh, I think as you've described it it'll be about a half a trillion uh, additional spending and uh, they jam all of those things in there it's thousands of pages uh, nobody reads it and then everybody votes for it, toasts a glass and heads to the airport. Uh, and sadly, this is uh, one more way where not only are we not allowed to hold those members of Congress accountable at the election, uh, then we're, we've are we got people who are going to be out of office in just a matter of days making decisions and casting votes uh, for trillions in spending that is going to impact all of us down the road.
1: That's right, which is why that we should end this practice. And what we're seeing now is that. Uh, Members of both the House and Senate um, have made this a common habit of pushing legislation into the lame duck in order to not be held accountable at election time. And then two years pass between when they actually take those votes and the next time constituents get to make their voice heard. And by that time, many new issues have arisen where all that bad stuff that happened in the lame duck is usually forgotten. And so it's a very effective strategy for Congress, but it hurts taxpayers and it hurts our economy. And this lame duck, in particular, looks uh, looks very. Very dangerous, not just in terms of the size of the additional spending, but also the sheer breadth of the proposals that Congress is looking mm-hmm. at. For example, there's an entire package of so called retirement bills that also conveniently include new expansions in the welfare system that would burden our budget with many billions um, decades down the road, spending once enacted that uh, rarely, if ever, gets repealed. Um, it also would repeal a so-called sequester, the PAYGO sequester, because President Biden's $1.9 trillion stimulus package, um, what was it called, the American Rescue Act, um, was uh, was in violation of budget rules. Right. There's supposed to be an automatic spending cut at the end of this year, and very likely members of Congress will waive that as well. Um, so you you end up really ballooning the deficit, and that is particularly dangerous at this time when um, the Federal Reserve is working so hard to control inflation. And we saw what happened in the U.K. with uh, with the prime minister announcing tax cuts, deficit-increasing tax cuts, and investors revolted. And uh, we shouldn't think that uh, investors won't be coming for us if the U.S. Congress yeah. continues to make fiscally irresponsible decisions that drive up the deficit during this period of high, high inflation and economic uncertainty.
0: Yeah, I think there was much there in Great Britain is the preview of coming attraction here, if uh, we don't change how we're going about all of that. One of the other things you pointed out in your piece that I wanted to get to, uh, and that is that often when a, a party that is in the majority uh, knows they're going to be out of the majority, Uh, They often use these lame duck sessions uh, to just jam through as much of their agenda uh, as they can before they have to hand over the gavel and the power. And both Republicans and Democrats have done this in the past. Uh, Are we going to see this to a whole new level uh, with the idea that uh, Democrats likely will lose the House? The Senate Mm -hmm. still seems to be a toss up. But are we going to see that in a big way in terms of agenda jamming uh, before power changes?
1: That is very much possible. And it's one of the big threats that we're seeing in this lame duck. And uh, like you said, uh, the the composition of the Senate after this election will determine much of the activity that we'll see in this lame duck and how strong, um, you know, the Republican Party will feel in terms of taking uh, their seats next year. They may want to delay some of these legislative actions and Democrats will be more motivated to get things across the finish line. Uh, before they have to leave their seats so there will be a flurry of action no doubt as we head into mid-november up until christmas so um, i'd say buckle up and hold on to your pocketbooks
0: (laughs) all right romina bach is the director of budget and entitlement policy at the cato institute romina always appreciate your perspective we will continue this discussion well beyond uh, that wednesday in november much more to come Uh, we'll step aside for a quick commercial break stay with us on ksl news radio we'll be right back